0: G'day, I'm Kevin Hillier and welcome to You Can Always Tell Them You Played One Game. A look at the first game of a celebrated and maybe sometimes not so celebrated AFL-VFL career. That's all thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel. There's no minimum orders, quick turnaround and a two-year warranty. Find out more about them by contacting Jeremy at starsub.com.au. But let's get into this week's story and joining me, Paul Daffy. You can always tell them you played one game. What are you thinking here, Paul Daffy? What are we doing? We've got a gentleman in the studio. You've confused me now. What uh, What have you done? Explain yourself.
1: Well, look. I mean, the premise. will be good. The premise is <laughs> my first game. Mm-hmm. It is, and we had Brent Harvey, who, games record holder for four hundred thirty-two games. Might yes. be interesting to ask him about his first game. He got one handball, as it turned out. Yep. but it was a fantastic chat. We Brent was. Happened to talk for 20 minutes about his first game, yep. his one handball. When I saw, uh, look, I'll give you the complete background. I'm very good friends with a man called Hayden Kennedy, who is the AFL games record holder as an umpire. Yep. 495 games. Correct. Now the coach of the umpires. Correct. I was talking to Hayden one night recently, and we were talking about his record, as Hayden is wont to do. And, um <laughs> And it mentioned, I don't know whether I'd heard on the radio or I just in talking to Hayden, and it came up that Shane McInerney is on the verge. I thought, no, whatever, this was like a Bradman esque,
0: yeah, absolutely,
1: uh, sort of record. How can anyone ninety nine point nine four sort of territory? And then he says, well, Shane is on four hundred ninety four games. I said, what? And I said, yeah, he's about to, uh, he's about to break my record, although he nutting. is in, although he is injured. And I thought, well. We might get Shane on and 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 talk to him before he breaks the record, assuming he does, uh, about his first game, which is many a long year ago. And why not get an umpire on? Absolutely, personal
0: experience. I have no problem with that at all. I just wanted you to explain yourself. No problems there, and they're very good fun. (laughs) Hello, Shane. Welcome,
1: mate. Evening, fellas.
2: Thanks, uh, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me along. No worries.
0: Four hundred ninety-four games
2: when you say it like that,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it does doesn't it? It really does.
2: It does. Look, it, uh Look, you know. I know we're here to talk talk about the first one, but so you certainly never sort of plan to to uh, to umpire any sort of uh, a number like that. But I guess um, the years roll by. Um, hopefully, your performances stack up, and um, you sort of. Those numbers can.
0: Is your is your body like an FJ Holden? Like after every two hundred games, do they wind the clock back to 0 <laughs> so, yeah, so you get to start
2: again. Uh, FJ Holden's. Um, yeah, look, um, look. Once upon a time, and without without sort of uh, uh, pat myself on the back, but once upon a time, it might have been a Ferrari. Uh, but yeah, uh, but those just days, those days are, are long gone. There, uh, it's just sort of uh, it's. I found it's it's found its own momentum at that at this moment, and just keeps plugging away uh, year after year. So,
1: well, how old are you now, Sean?
2: I'm forty eight. Forty wow. eight? Um, yeah, yeah. So, first game was when I was uh, twenty three.
0: Jeez. Um, twenty five years ago. Right? Yeah,
2: and look, it gets a little bit more scary when the guys that we're actually recruiting to the list now uh, were born. After yeah. my first game. So. Yeah. perspective, oh, that <laughs> is embarrassing. Well, what
0: got you into umpiring in the first place, and what age did you start?
2: Yeah, look, I uh, grew up in Ballarat, Victoria. Um, went to school at St Pats College, did which, it? Uh, as you know, is a pretty good uh, sporting school. Yeah,
1: uh, particularly well, the name like McInerney. I think you might. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were probably we were
2: probably uh, um, at home there. Um, and look, I uh, look, I played uh, footy. When I was a little bit younger, uh, a couple of younger brothers uh, who since went on to play um, some really good country footy. Um, brother, just younger than me, Ross was actually on Carlton's list. Was back in '95, um, didn't get to play a senior game, but I think those that know footy pretty well, the Carlton team in '95 was probably a pretty hard team to sort of uh, yeah, So yeah, I think they only lost one game that uh, that particular year. But so um, yeah, but look, uh, always loved footy. Um, and I just had a friend that was, uh, that was doing some, some umpiring and I guess I was getting to a stage 15, 16, uh, so I I was 16 when I started. They just just thought, look, you know, um, you know, you can earn, earn a few bob, Mm. uh, on the weekend. Um, and I just thought, look, you know, I sort of enjoyed running, but I just sort of loved footy. As I said, played when I was uh, younger, but didn't really have the passion to keep playing. So, um, Got, got invited along. Um, Did you start was, on a
0: field or boundary? Or? No, I
2: went straight on the field. In fact, okay, uh, geez, that's a in fact I can remember uh, on, on the first or second training night, because um, I started probably I believe, about a month into the season, I think, and uh, just some of the coaches there said, look, you know, you're sort of new here, so look, we'll, we'll probably start you on the boundary first and then we'll, we'll get you in the field. And he walked off and I said to my mate, I said, Stuffed if I'm running the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> and look, and look, uh, we had some some uh, some great coaches there. Uh, Bill Wade in particular, who umpired uh, VFL footy. He's probably more known, unfortunately, for the uh, for the umpire that got pushed over at um, at uh, South Melbourne with uh, with the Colin player. That, oh, that John Burke, John, yeah, John yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The reserves, game. Yeah.
1: reserves
2: yeah. game, yeah, yeah, So he uh, he finished up in VFL. Uh, he was a a Ballarat boy and uh, came back home. Just where, to Wait, where did the coaching. Ballarat
1: where did the Ballarat umpires train in those days? Uh,
2: down uh, at the Sebastopol ground. Really? Yeah. So there was uh, there was two ovals down there. Um, I think one was an Army Reserve type type oval, but there was a probably an asbestos laden shed uh,
1: that, that we all got <laughs> yeah, changed in and
2: uh, and uh, yeah, a bit of a. So you you weren't passionate
1: about playing, but you did play and you did enjoy. What, what sort of player were you? What position uh, were you? Oh
2: look look I. I was just happy to get a spot on the team. In fact, look, I was there just to sort of enjoy ha- having a kick with my mates, really. You weren't like, a centre-half forward? No, I wasn't any, any key position type player. Um, my brothers, again, who are a bit taller than me, they they were certainly centre-half backs and centre-half forwards and stuff. Right. So so we always enjoyed ha- having a, a kick of the footy and, and that type of stuff. So I really only played. I had some friends that were doing it. Um, I started playing, you know, at uh, in uh, you know grade six type level. I can remember the very, very first game I played. Um, they put me a full forward. Um, we won uh, 10 goals, uh, 10 goals, two binds to uh, no score. The other team, I kicked five goals, one. So I kicked half the score. Good and,
0: game, just footy.
2: Yeah, I thought. <laughs> and uh, one of the uh, mothers there, that was uh, whose, whose husband was the coach at the time of uh, one of the under 12 teams, said, gee, um, why don't you get me to come down? So, um, So that's sort of how. How at that stand? That was with uh, YCW as, as was going
0: oh, okay. yes. So yeah. when you first started umpiring, and you are you lucky enough to start on the ground, did you like it at the start, or was it? Uh, let's be honest, you were choosing between probably stacking shelves at Safeway, <laughs> Spot on. Uh, or making some money running Spot around at footy. So did you like it?
2: I really did. Yeah, oh, okay. I did. I, I actually felt, um, I actually felt the environment to be. To be really appreciative of of of, of umpires, yep. I, I can remember my first. Is that right? Yeah, look, I, I can remember my first game was I uh, umpired was an under twelve game. Um, I uh, the way the way that you were introduced to the game, you were mentored with another senior umpire, so you would sort of shadow him. Yep. Um, the, the senior umpire at the, at the time uh, used to be an ex VFL guy umpire called I uh, know Joe Bell. Hopefully, he's uh, he, he might be listening. Um, and I would sort of uh, shadow him around anyway. Uh, Joe did his cuff uh, just before halftime. He said, uh, patted me on the back and said, it's over to you. <laughs> so uh, so, so I'm on. So um, so we just sort of uh, got through that game. And look, and uh, after the game, you know, um, we, were so, we must have shared the rooms with the teams anyway. One of the the coaches of one of the competing clubs just said, look, just want to thank the umpire today. You know, we hear here. It's his first game. And. If that's if that's what he can umpire like, then we hope you have a really good career. And I only felt that um, from day one. You know, I mean, all, right, all yeah, the way look, through. Yeah, all the way through. Look, I, and I know, um, you know that um, that the umpiring environment, uh, not, not just uh, um, where we are today, but you know, over a period of time, has always been seen perhaps as one that can be very intimidating. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it was because of my age that people didn't want to feel that they needed to sort of intimidate me i mean um you know I, I guess one of the things growing up in the country was that you know i, I probably moved through the underage stuff pretty quick yeah. and then my second year i started doing like country seniors so that would be the the reserves and then the seniors
1: so how old were you then
2: um well i i would have so been mad. 17 yeah
1: and you're doing senior footy, okay? Yeah. What out the Central Highlands or something? Yeah,
2: like. Central Highlands, Wimra, You know, what I mean, and I think that's what I actually loved about footy because we'd actually do the Horsham and District League. That that was on on our uh, on our uh, uh, games uh, roster rosters as well. And and, and for that it was you know six blokes. We'd meet at ten am at the, the BP service station. They'd <laughs> jump on the bus. Yeah. Two hour trip. Two to, hour to bus trip to Horsham. You get met by the delegate, um, the club delegate. I can remember one. Game in particular, out uh, I was on by it, uh, so that was another hour twenty out to the game, and this particular was actually a fantastic game. I think it was first versus second or something, and it was really you know a really high standard game, I guess, for what we expected. And then you'd come back to Horsham, and then uh, you'd all go to the pub, share a meal, yeah. you know, buy a slab of beer. I was seventeen. I probably <laughs> sat on the one can of uh, Melbourne Bitter for the whole ride home. But um, but I just found it to be um, just a really in, um, enjoyable time. I mean, look, you know, I, I still had all, all my school friends and stuff, and they would go out on weekends and things. But I just felt that uh, that, that the umpiring was just a, a really good experience. And you know, in, in that example, you know, that was a fun Saturday. You know, I yep. got up at eight o'clock in the morning, had my breakfast, and I came home at about eleven o'clock at night. That's good. When you were had all... a good day. And, and you had a good day, and you had a good day, And a few bob. And it's great, made Kem- some friends.
1: Great, Cameron. Kemmer- I mean, I've heard a lot about these um, these trips. Because the background was different then. That's that's how you learnt mm. a lot of these long country trips and great camaraderie on those trips at Samus. Wow. Oh, it was. Uh,
2: Look, well, there were plenty of songs in, in the back of the bus. I mean, looking back in hindsight, they... A few of them were probably uh, well oiled to be able to uh, sing, uh, <laughs> sing some of the songs uh, on the way back. But that didn't matter to me. That it, it, it was uh, it was just a really very inclusive environment, yeah. and, uh, and I, I just enjoyed it. And I guess that obviously translated to my performances out on the field. I guess it's like any, if you really enjoy it, yeah. um, you're going to put put some effort into it. Um, and, I, and look, I think I was also uh, I, I could thank um, some genes here. You know, in in terms of being able to uh, to run and, and to be fit, you know, father was a state champion cross country runner over ten mile. Oh, you've got yeah, some he's still good pulled, background. Yeah, there. Okay. he still pulls out the old the old uh, paper clips of his uh, <laughs> of his runs. What's his now? name? We'll give, you. What's, we'll give him a We'll give him a Father Graham Graham oh. Graham uh, Graham McInerney. So uh, I think he's uh, he. I don't know what's his best time for a ten mile was. Uh, ten mile. Ten, no one runs no ten, ten mile. Ten mile cross country. Back in the '60s, 16Ks. early '60s, yeah. uh, and um, uh, sub four-minute mile. Uh, sorry, sub uh, sub five-minute miles for each mile. So I, the time was about 48 minutes for 10 miles.
0: That's pretty right impressive. On.
1: And so you're one of a few. There's how many McInerneys were there in those in, in, in brothers and sisters?
2: Yeah. So uh, the eldest of five. Oldest of five. Oldest of five. So there was extra incentive to uh, to get out of the home as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you must have had authority from a young age as well. I mean, a good umpire has authority and he's is able to communicate, etc. Did you show those traits from the beginning?
2: Yeah. Look, I, I, obviously, um, whether it's authority or whether it's confidence, and and, and well, confidence yes.
1: can can sort of be shown
2: in a, a number of ways. Perhaps it's just the way you know. As I tell any young umpire, you know, just be strong in the signals. Even if even if you don't think it's a free kick, at least if you indicate and you show that you're strong in it, people are going to say, okay, well, I might't agree with him, but he looks pretty convinced so and I think <laughs> he knows what he's doing He knows what he's doing and, and certainly being able to you know speak to people respectfully. I, I think that that was something that um, I felt was was pretty important and more so you know in that heat of battle when players are really passionate about things, I think if you can just sort of lower your voice a bit, and not try diffuse and, the yeah, situation. A, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like
1: your very positive early years had an influence as well. So yeah, when did you start doing what higher levels? Of yeah. Before, how did you get down? How did you get down to Melbourne? Yeah. So
2: look, I, I spent three years um, umpiring in, in Ballarat. Uh, the final year, I was successful in doing the uh, appointed to the Ballarat Senior League Grand Final. So, really? Yeah. So at uh, right. well, at eighteen was, or something? at
1: eighteen? Eighteen. Yeah. Wow. So what year was that? Do you remember who was playing?
2: Eighty nine. Golden Point played East Ballarat. Um, Ooh, the co-tenants, Gary Rogers, uh, no, Gary, Gary Rogers Gary Rogers sorry, from St Kilda, yeah, from St Kilda, uh, and a few other types. Uh, Barry Augustine was the was the president of uh, of East Belor, and they hadn't won a premiership for about 25 26 years, and so we sort of, you know, got, got a, f- a few players in and uh, spirited game. Or what what do you remember about? Yeah, it game? was it, it was spirited game. Um. There was, uh, like any grand final, I mean, it was at the ballot City Oval, and you know, you only needed a Boggy. A, sh- a shower of rain there, and yeah, you know, I think at some stage during yeah, the year, I, I think they actually stopped playing footy on it, and they, they took water samples because they were concerned that there were, you know, green things growing, in, levels, yeah, growing in <laughs> the water there. But and I know um, the week leading up to the game, they actually tried to put. Because they had the the cricket pitchers in there, yeah, yeah. Um, and they actually tried to put like a, a bit of a, a tent out of the cricket pitch and with a with one of those heat jet dryers. Oh, really? Just to try okay. and dry it out, I guess. They played World Cup games people.
1: there. No, that was at the Eastern Oval, wasn't it?
2: Probably Eastern Oval, yeah.
1: Ninety-two, they played so could played a World yeah, Cup okay. Game there. Okay,
2: yep. So uh, look, any grand final, you know, uh, when premierships are on the line, you know, the players they'll uh, always a spot fires and blues, but pretty much a um, a well. Can, you know, well, you know, the, the the players played themselves. You know, in, in in the right spirit.
1: Well, in those days, there's a punch-up in the first quarter of every game, of every grand final, VFL. Yeah. Down that all stopped in the early nineties. But did you did you have to go through that in, your, in the Bellarine oh, yeah. Grand Final?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, the, I, I I can recall a, a photo in the paper of me around a melee of players. Now, whether that happened in the first five minutes or at some other stage early in the game, but you're you, you're quite right, Paul. I mean, that's usually the stock standard. Uh, game plan uh for any <laughs> yeah, It was, yeah, it was. So yeah. um yeah, and but uh, I, I did uh, yeah, the only one thing in, in that game i um I did collide with uh with Gary Aldridge's Greaser was his nickname then so I'm not sure whether that's something that, that you recall or not But uh, Did he
1: accuse you of something?
2: Or? No, no I actually, we actually collided we actually Accidentally? Accidentally collided and I went down and uh, my coach ran on the ground his kids ran onto the ground because they thought it was half time ready to kick the footy and just one of those country things that, uh, that yeah. kind of happened but uh would have we been, big,
1: been bigger than you did you come off alright?
2: Yeah, I, was, I came off alright I heard the uh, the emergency umpire that was already had his tracksuit pants off and
1: already, <laughs> He thought it was his shot Already warming up Ready to go. <laughs> no, no,
2: no, no, hold on. Just. Uh, All right. Down, down to Melbourne?
1: Down to Melbourne, and you.
2: Yeah, so, so what's that? It
1: took a few years after that.
2: Yeah, so whilst I was uh, umpiring there in Ballarat, um, you know, the, the AFL had uh, scouts, I guess, if, if, yes. if you call them, umpire scouts, yep. and, and they came up uh, to observe a, a couple of my games, uh, along with uh, a couple of other guys, and look, I got, um...
1: People might know this, but um, there are umpire scouts, looking at umpires. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. Getting, t- yep. getting yeah. talent, this doesn't happen just for players. But no, yeah, go no, on.
2: absolutely, they, they, they need to make sure they've got a pipeline of, uh, of umpires coming through, mm-hmm. um... And it was, uh, and during that '89 season, actually, um, which was my last season in Beloit, Beller- so I umpired '87, '88, '89. But during that season, uh, off the back of some observations in '88, uh, I got invited to do some under-19 games uh, down at Arden Street, so North Melbourne, uh, a couple of North-, North Melbourne games. So there were two there, um, where I guess they wanted to have a bit more of a close look at you in a high standard, higher standard of, uh, of Dennis game. Dennis
1: would have been coaching, then. yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: He was. So um, So we had a couple of games there in '89, in and then at the end of that season, um, they said, Look, um, why don't you come down and trial for the development squad, as it was known then? And um, by that stage, it was first year at, at, uh, at uni, just up in Ballarat. And oh, you, you
1: were studying in Ballarat? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So um, so I thought, Look, um, you know, I like my footy, this is a really great opportunity. So I transferred my course down to Melbourne uh, and. I don't know if you ever really move down here when you're sort of still a student, because you know every weekend you'd still go back to mum and dad, particularly mum with the
0: the washing, dirt washing. Yeah, that's obviously brother. Yeah, we've hey, all done
2: that. Here it is, um, but uh, uh, but we um, yeah. So that was for '90 and '91. So I only spent two years on the development squad list, which which was great. Um, the end of the '91 season had the under 19 AFL grand final, which was the last
1: ever. Oh yes, cuz the draft final. 92,
2: wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. TOC so, Cup. so tournament. they yeah. yeah, so 91 was was uh, they disbanded the the under 19 um, competition in terms of its club. Who was in that? Al- alignment. So that was North Melbourne Collingwood. So Dennis Pagan obviously won the won that uh, that game So that, what year was that? 90 91. 91. So, okay. So that was Who was in that? Uh, in players? Yeah. Uh, look, um
0: Severio Um
2: there was a Glen Archer. Oh, jeez. Oh, there was... Um,
0: so it was North Melbourne playing... Collingwood. Collingwood. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, Dennis Pagan, one of the coaches, and I think there was a Rose as one of the coaches for Collingwood, Maybe, but I could be wrong.
0: Robbie Kevin, yeah.
2: Um,
1: did the coaches say, did Dennis say anything after the game? Or no, not really.
2: Look, um that um, so they played that under nineteen grand final on grand final day, of course, and that was out at Waverly. Th- so that th- those are the days. Oh yes, the yeah. Batmobile game. was yeah, yeah. North West Coast. West Coast. The Northern one, the one Coast. grand final at Waverly, So um, so our game started at at eight am. So we eight? so we well to, to fit in all the games because the yeah. reserves
1: was after right. and then
2: the seniors. So I'm
1: not complaining. That was magnificent. So three we, games on grand yeah, final. Yeah.
2: So we we're at Waverly. So we so the umpires and, and the players. So we we're all at Waverly at six am. <laughs>
1: Saturday morning.
0: Oh, just oh, stay it have been in, lovely too. You
1: just stay the night in Mulgrave for the, the game. Forwards. to start Oh
2: look, I actually I actually had a sleep back at my parents' place, and we're up at four a.m. or whatever. In the in and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drove down. And the security was, players used to do it because I, I because I didn't have a license to that at that stage. I, uh, oh. I I didn't really. No, I was almost had my car license, if I recall. So so. Um, so certainly, all those those couple of years uh, on on the development squad, you know, whether it was doing Under 90 games or Frankston games, it was all public transport on the train, and I really got to know Melbourne really, really well <laughs> with, with the Melways. This is
1: sounding like man, This,
2: this sort Island. of
1: stuff doesn't happen now. You are, It's magnificent to hear these old tales because it's from another era. Umpires catching a tram. Someone in someone in the AFL catching a tram to the game. Catching yeah, the tram yeah, to the game. Yeah. Look, we better skip through sure. now. Tell us, take us. So you've had a very solid grounding and a good grounding. It sounds like you've yep. enjoyed it very much. And when did you make the AFL? Is there an AFL list, or what? How do they describe it? A yeah. senior
2: list, perhaps. Well, look, just to sort of tie it all together. So, ninety-one finished the development squad, and then was promoted to the senior list. Mm. Um, and uh, so I was there for. Uh, so on that in, in 92, uh, 93, uh, we had the AFL Reserve Grade Grand Final, uh, which was uh, North Melbourne, Melbourne, which was a curtain raiser, of course, to the Carlton, Essendon Grand Final of 93. Um, started work uh, October of 93, relocated to Brisbane. So I had a work opportunity with the company I was with uh, to move to Brisbane. And the AFL were really supportive. Uh, they said They said, look, you can be a... Bigger fish in a smaller pond in Brisbane, or you're sort of a small fish in a big pond here in Melbourne. In terms of in terms of of how you can develop as a, as a leader uh, amongst you know um, umpiring groups. so of a
1: bad move, was it? In hindsight. Uh,
2: yeah. Look, um, would I make it again? I'm not sure. Um, but look, uh, but you made I, the best of it. I made the best of it, and look, I look, uh, I think uh, look, there the are experiences there that uh, I couldn't otherwise um, have 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 had. Um in uh in Melbourne uh, and I think you know understanding was like to be interstate you know out of well yeah out of the spotlight of out Melbourne, of the bubble you know yep. it's uh I think that was that for that reason that was what was a, a valuable experience.
1: Um you would but, have been you would have been the big noter from Melbourne they would have said yeah. who's this bloke <laughs> yeah. who's this blo- <laughs> who's this bloke up <laughs> from Melbourne yeah who does he think he is yeah. did you have to go through all that or- oh look
2: look um I think there was. Look, there's obviously uh, a lot of expectations. Um, it really drummed home to me that I really had to sort of be setting the example, you know, in terms of in terms of effort at training, um, you know, uh, professionalism, preparing for games, right? Um, the way I sort of just just held myself, and that was that was really something that perhaps I hadn't been challenged at before when I was, you know, based based
1: here in Melbourne. But conversely, a friend of mine is Murray Bird, who came from <laughs> Brisbane down to Melbourne. Yes. He, he did the opposite. And he was disregarded because he was down here from Queensland. So that's that's the uh, yeah, well, that's the opposite. Game.
2: Mars was on the list when I uh, went uh, went to Brisbane and
1: uh, great great footy man. Yes,
2: yeah, he is excellent.
1: All right, well, tell us about your first game. Yes. Yeah, was so it nineteen ninety four? Ninety four. Were so you
2: still living in Brisbane? So I was. Yes. Yeah, so I I looked, just to put a, a fence around that. I umpired out of Brisbane in the 94, 95, 96 seasons. Um, oh, you were there? Okay. Yeah, ninety six. I sort of had enough of being outside the outside that that hard edge, really uh, missed that hard edge of uh, of footy in Melbourne. Plus, I'd umpired 16 games that year and every single one was interstate. Really? Didn't do one game (laughs) in Brisbane in that particular year. So, for me, um, you know, you'd uh, typically... It was
1: the last... No, the Lions. Hang on. 96. The the Bears were still going, weren't they? Yep. But, um...
2: Because a typical uh, weekend for me would be, you know, knock off work Friday afternoon, straight to the airport, catch a plane... Down to Melbourne, game Saturday afternoon. Home back. Well, so give you Saturday shopping night. The mom, give we'd, you washing to mum. If I caught mum, no. I think I had to. I think I'd progress to doing my own washing at that stage. But then we, setting the example. But there then post game, we'd have a review. Back back in those days, as soon as you finished the game, you were off to a off to a meeting room where the the, the VHS machine straight away. Straight away. No rest. No rest. Ah, oh, get showered, get changed. Um, Go, Have a party,
0: pine a sausage roll, and uh, grab a drink, and off you go. Some
2: cold sandwiches, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep. And you would sit there for however long it took. So there were again, if if I just you know use a, a typical day, you know at Waverley, game finish at five. You're sitting down to do the review at six, six thirty. Um, depends how that goes. You know, you're leaving Waverley about 10, ten, ten thirty that night. So there's no planes going anywhere at that, uh, that stage of the night. Yeah. So you're overnight um, out. Sunday morning back to back to Brisbane lunchtime. Um, and half a day to do my washing. So <laughs> so
0: so bloody slow washing machines yeah. in Brisbane. All right. Now all right, the first anyway. game was
1: round six, 1994. Uh, who told you and what was the uh, what was the situation? You were in yeah. Brisbane? So who told so you? Tell
2: I was you? in Brisbane, so uh, the coach at the time there was David Levins. Um, so he gave us a call on the Monday morning and just uh, said look, Shane, um um, just want to let you know that you'll be doing your first AFL game this Saturday. Uh, Carlton, Sydney, congratulations. Um, and look, I was obviously excited about it. Um, I was probably, you know, really waiting for it. I, I think... Um, you were ready for it? Oh, yeah, look, I was. I was 23 because, by then, were you? Yeah, no. well, look, the year before, 93, um, there were only two of us that didn't get a, an AFL game that, that year, and we were both, um, you know, just... The newest umpire. So everyone else had, had had an AFL game, and I was thinking, "Gee, press we were close." But do you know why? Oh, look, I, I look. I, the list at that stage, they had to give guys that had been on the list for three or four or five years, okay. just to really sort them out, because yeah. they really wanted to then make some big list changes going into '94. Who was the
1: other guy out of interest?
2: A uh, bloke by the name Mark Nash, who uh, went on to umpire the '96 and '97
1: grand okay. finals. Right. Yeah, so, well, I um, see you were told on the you know, Monday. Why were you, you given Carlton and? Sydney at Prince's Park. Is there a reason for that? Do they tell you why they give you games?
2: Look, um, they don't tell you why, but reading between the lines, um, I think if we think about where both teams finished up at the end of the season, you know, Carlton obviously played finals and Sydney won the wooden spoon. That's right. Then it's probably a nice... Soft game, if if you want to call it that. Not that any AFL game is
0: soft. So equivalent in racing terms of getting the fourth at Moi on a Wednesday.
2: <laughs> Just easing me into <laughs> yes, it. So there's
1: 94. Carlton yeah. did finish second and Sydney 15th, out of 15, yeah. teams. so you're right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that Princess Park? Crowd of 22,810. You were umpiring with Peter Carey, yes. who was doing his 170, 187th game. Okay. Brett Allen doing yep. his thirty first. Brett went on to well, both of those both out. those went on to long and distinguished careers. careers. Yes, and yep. Shane McInerney with his first. So, what are, the, yep. what are they? What are the umpires' advisor or What did your fellow umpires say before the game?
2: No, look, I think I think the the general sort of um, well well wishing uh, at uh, in in those days was, listen, congratulations, have a great day. Don't stuff it up.
0: <laughs> that was probably... Ah, uh, they're wise words of wisdom, <laughs> aren't they? Hey. It sounds harsh,
2: but... but we can all do that. Time-honoured. <laughs> but when you, when you peel it back, it's probably it's probably the truth. You know, yes, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, Give it your best, but don't stuff it up. Because uh, at that stage, um, the way that they vetted umpires to do games wasn't perhaps as thorough as what it is now. You know, To get onto the list now, you've got to go through a pretty rigorous... Uh, program um, to ensure that when you're there, you're not there for just a short while. Okay. Um, back in those days, you didn't want to be the new president of the One Game Club,
0: right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Is there a pecking order? Was there a pecking order on that day? Were you clearly the third umpire on that day, or oh,
2: you're not made to, 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 to feel that, that, yeah, that way? Um, you know, you know, just the, cal- the caliber of, the, of those, those two blokes. Well, you're uh, put with
1: Peter Carey for a reason, obviously. I mean, he was nearly 200 games. Yep. As, as a
2: Senior, senior, senior umpire, someone just to steady the ship to make sure that you know that um, that um, you know we we all keep the concentration up when we need to. Um, yeah, that's I mean that's that's probably the standard sort of approaches to make sure you have got someone really experienced out there. Yeah. Um, but look, that's as much for the clubs and the players as well. You know, yeah. players want to see someone that they recognise. Yeah, they true. want to see an experienced umpire, so that's they know true. you know it's what right. yep. we're comfortable that we can't get away with with too much, and if anyone does. Get out of hand. We've got confidence in this bloke who will make sure that the game's played played in a fair manner.
1: In, in a new in Test cricket, a new opener uh, would get to face the first ball. Did you, did you get to take the first bounce? In your I first did. Game? I think is, oh,
2: that, is wow. that normal? Is that normal custom? I think it's a
1: rite of passage. It yeah, is a rite. Right I, I think, it's, okay. I it's, think it's a rite of passage. Um, that
2: um, yeah, first game you've hold, got to.
1: Did you walk out and hold the ball off? Yeah, the, hold yeah, it up. All that type
2: of stuff. Um, look, I I do vividly recall um, oh. you know holding the ball up. Uh, to start the game, soaring, going, knowing family and friends were uh, were just on the wing. And look, I'm happy just to share this thought just with you two. Um, that and oh, look, it's no one else. I, I, no, no one else, because look, it's 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 a bit embarrassing when I think about it now. But look, I, I, I held the ball up and I thought to myself, "I've made it." And perhaps but, at that stage I had, but on reflection now, the hard work was really. Just beginning. But, uh, but, but had, for me... You had got look, a game. I had. I had. I'd, I'd come from... In Under 12s at Sebastopol. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with... Uh, trips to Melbourne, relocating to Brisbane, that I'd uh, I'd reach that uh, ambition of... Uh, you allow yourself fine.
1: moments of reflection.
0: Yeah. Including normally the, s- you normally don't, you know, but I reckon, I I reckon <laughs> that that's good that you felt like that. Yes. I reckon yeah. that's really good yeah. that you felt I'm like that because so recognize. many people talk about, oh, I didn't kind of really capture the moment in my head because yes. I was too worried about stuffing up the bounce yeah. or whatever. But yeah. to take that second to do that, Iron's buddy... You were very You were
1: very aware from... From straight away.
2: Yeah, look, I, I just had, I, I guess, up until that stage of my career, whether it be coaches or the people around me, it was that they all believed I would, I would do AFL. So whether it um, umpires, you know, uh, the local umpires back in Ballarat, you know, even some of the players from the clubs that I were familiar with, they all, I guess, felt that, you know, that where my, you know, talents should or could take me. Um, So long as I, you know, um, applied myself. So uh, I guess, I guess, you know, without sounding too sort of, um, you know, big headed about it, it was sort of like, well, no, I expected to be there at some stage. But it was a clear, it was a pretty important sort of milestone. Still rewarding. Did, did
1: uh, Did the bounce go straight? You know, These things are very you know, highly scrutinised. You know, nice no, I, I actually can't
2: remember when it went straight or okay. not. So let's assume it did. Let's assume <laughs> it did. I, I think, In fact, I think they're still talking about what an outstanding first bounce that was. <laughs> well, Harry, Madden was,
1: Harry Madden was one of the ruckmen. Who he would, was. Who would, who would have been the other one? Um, with, uh, Sydney? With Sydney? Sydney. Gee whiz. Would have been a young boy Sydney bike.
0: in the early 90s. That Wouldn't have been Gareth, was Gareth John would have been gone by then. Maybe? Or, no, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. Anyway, look. Harry must have done all right. What do you because
1: he got Brownlow votes? We'll get to that. What do you remember about the game itself? Oh, uh, look. Um, well, actually,
2: perhaps before, uh, prior to the game is probably where I've got some, some more sort of vivid memories of uh, you know going around to the rooms beforehand. Of course, David Parkin, yes, uh, coach at, at Carlton, and David had spent some time with us. He did a few years beforehand as um, between
1: Fitzroy and Carlton. Yeah. as a coach of the umpires.
2: Well, he, he, he was in an right? advisory role, so okay, yeah. so he was supporting the coaches more around the strategies of the team that the the, the teams were, were employing to try and make us better umpires. So, okay. um, yeah, I can remember him showing us vision of, uh, of of taggers, you know, and as umpires, you're sort of just watching the play, but there's this whole other game going on. <laughs>
0: um,
2: whilst you're there's this whole other, you know. Two blokes trying to get on a one bloke trying to get on a three blokes, you know elbows, n- n- knocking blokes to ground. So, so he was really trying to open up our eyes to this tactics that were going Stuff on. Stuff that around was going us. on around,
0: yeah, it's, go- it's yeah. a great yeah. idea. So, so, so David, you knew Parker, yeah.
2: So I I'd look, I I'd and look, he, I guess, uh, you know, uh, whether they were playing Sydney, who you know perhaps uh, weren't having a, a good season, but certainly recall him just, you know, munching on an apple, looking very, very relaxed, <laughs> uh, with 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 the. The uh, with the game game ahead, um, certainly can remember the Carlton players being um, offering a, a, a lot of well wishes and perhaps to only, you yeah. yeah, and I think it was probably only in hindsight that uh, perhaps the, the penny dropped uh, some years later because um, my father was uh, owned harness horses with Bruce Combin. Bugs oh, the, ex, Combin. The Bugsy Comben, car, the Carlton bag pocket, yeah, yeah. Yep, ca- okay. captain in the fifties, yeah. um, owned harness horses with him. So uh, and and Bozy was uh, obviously still uh, one of the the committee men uh, back then. So I have a sneaking suspicion, so I can't confirm it, that he may have perhaps uh, worded up some of the current players not to try any funny stuff with me, uh, because of my, because of, it was my first. So they were no got at. <laughs> oh, look, look, I I just thought, gee whiz, you know, is, is this what players are all like yeah. before a game? And gee, you know, there weren't any dramas. That I can recall during the game, but I was probably thinking uh, yeah, just uh, a few years later, thinking uh, I don't know because I perhaps there was some some influence there. Right? But but uh, Bugsy was he was he was, uh, he was um, yeah very good friends was there one, with my father and
1: yeah. one yeah. player in particular who you remember being particularly polite or effusive oh, look, in his. Uh,
2: no, look, I, I, I you mentioned uh, uh, Justin Man, but he was always very Wasn't he always on the chat to Yeah, he was yeah? he was always on the chat so. So, um, perhaps nothing, perhaps too over the top, but you know some of the current players there, Bradley Kernans, they're, they're all really, you know, um, great, well wishing and uh, quite sincere. And
1: Ronald Dale was the coach of Sydney, so there's he another was. great. Yeah, of the
2: game? I never, yeah, I um, can't recall any sort of uh, interaction interaction with uh, no Ron at all.
1: No, your father didn't have a friend <laughs> <laughs> on no, no, a, I'm I'm a not committee at sure. the Swans.
2: I should check whether my mum owned horses with someone over
1: <laughs> uh, in Sydney. Perhaps. So you don't remember much about the game, it sounds, or do you remember no. anything?
2: Oh, look, look, uh, the, look, the only thoughts to me was, oh my God, how fast is this? Yep. So coming from what I'd come from and I'm this and um, you know our coach at the time Dave Lemons asked us all when we'd done our first game just to pen some thoughts yes. uh, I, I'm sorry I can't find that that piece of paper they actually pen that's, that's a show, isn't it? It is a bit 194 well, games look, later look, you know mum and dad haven't moved so I'm sure it is in a box <laughs> in somewhere. my old bedroom uh, waiting to be uh, discovered it's in those
0: but, jeans your mum's wouldn't wash <laughs> 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 that's where it is I'll
2: well, have a look but but I look I just recall um that a lot of the decisions were made on gut feel rather than actually pro, uh, processing through the actual decision. So perhaps in in uh, lower levels of football, lower grades of football, you had a bit more time to think through through a decision. Uh, I just I just recall that uh, the the football was it's it's such a pace that I wasn't used to that I just had to go with what I thought.
1: Was yeah. And I can was you about. remember dissension or, or the, the nah. decisions fall? For...
2: Yeah. No. Look. Look. Carlton end up by about. 10 goals I can tell
1: you 20 hang on 2014 134 those were the days again yep 20 goals was a regular occurrence then Kev Mm. uh, to 11.874 at Princess Park as we said Mm. so Carlton won by 60 points ended up finishing Mm. so it was round 6 so they were just actually they came off a disappointing grand final hadn't they but they were around the mark uh any Carlton game would have been slightly fraught for an umpire in those days, I imagine, because Greg Williams had missed the grand final in 1993, sorry, Mr. Brownlow in 1993, and he was not silent about it. Mm. He mm. made his displeasure known. Mm. Murray Bird, who we just mentioned, mm. famously umpired the game when Diesel got 40 possessions against Melbourne.
0: And no votes.
1: And Diesel didn't get, I don't know whether he didn't get a vote or he didn't get the three votes. Didn't so get the three remember? votes.
0: Didn't get the three votes. I don't no
1: understand. Murray tells very funny stories about that game. But, uh, as it turned out, the Brownlow votes, Greg Williams 3, Justin Madden 2, James Cook 1. Now, Diesel only got... When I say only, in those days, as we've said in this program before, players didn't get 40 possessions regularly at all. Yeah. Diesel had 29. 15 kicks, 14 handballs, which is a 50-50. Yep. It was a very Diesel split. Yep. No goals, one tackle. One free against, five frees, four. Yep. Fraser Brown had 35 disposals, which is a lot in those yeah. days. Justin Madden had... 18 hitouts, two votes. That's not a bad ratio. Ten disposals. James Cook kicked six goals. Troy Bond kicked five. Yep. And for Sydney, Jamie Lawson had 23 disposals. He had the most. Paul Kelly had 22. He would win the Brownlow the next year. Derek Kicker kicked four. And Matthew Hobb from Carlton was playing his 100th game. So there are a few of the little
0: yeah. items from that yeah. game.
1: But Diesel twenty nine. yeah We we the umpire's is extra watchful because Diesel was whinging so much the previous year about not whinging about not. Winning interesting the ground question.
2: Line? Yeah. Interesting question. Look, I, I think players like 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 Diesel in his day, and perhaps even others that we uh, identify as being really influential midfielders. Um, it's not so much the numbers that they get, but it's what they actually do with them. And, of course. Yeah. And, and and which is good to hear. Which is good. Yeah. Um. But those players actually. They actually look like time slows down for them. Days definitely yes. So, so I think you're more aware of them because, you know, without trying to, you know, uh, you know, uh, bring up any images of uh, the Matrix or or, or or any scenes out of that, um, I think that's what stands out is that is that they're not possessions that they look like they're rushed or under pressure, but they look like they their possessions where they're where they've really thought through what they wanted to do, and it just seems that they have more. More time, um, and I think perhaps that's what probably attracts the eye, is that they seem to just dominate more of your cognitive type of
1: thoughts. It seems as though they can bend a game to their will; or the game yeah. flows around them. Yeah, and, and you'd, that's you'd, way you would you would you would detect yeah. that on the ground, especially in a fast fast game like your opening game. Yep. If you could see someone slow the game down to his. Pace that must have impressed you. Yeah,
2: like look, um, other players you know, uh, that I've umpired over the years, you know, Andrew McLeod was one that, that could do something similar, and those players just really. I think, uh, I think, when you're sitting down at the end of the end of the game, you've got a couple of team sheets, and as we know, I know it's been said before, but I'm, I'm, I always take the opportunity to, to reinforce it. We get no stats. There are no goalkeepers. Not then. Not now. Not then. Good. good. Not now. Good. And
1: and I. I I'm a journalist. As we do get stats, him. and too many stats. Like it's, yeah, uh, it does, imp- it does influence. Yeah, it does the the voting certainly. I've got yeah. to put
0: him in because he got 42. Yeah. percent No, you don't. No, you don't.
1: Who had the most effect on the game, yep. etc. So, what what is the process? What was the process then? So, you you you're an umpire in his first game. Did you get a say, or is, oh, there, is there a conference between the three? Yeah, how does it work? Yep, is this so, straight away? Yep. So look,
2: um, yeah, look, you'll, uh, um, you know. After a game, you know, there's uh, a lot of activity in the rooms. So the Brownlow is something that you want to do. Uh, and and th- this hasn't changed over my time in football. is something that's certainly done in, in a, a very private way. So you've got a lot of us as coaches and trainers and stuff in our rooms after the game. So when everyone's left, we've showered, changed, um, had a chance to have a think about things personally. Um, then the three field umpires, we come together. Um, and we'll just throw around some names. You know, we'll we'll have the team sheet in front of us, and we'll just go down the list What yep, do you think? Nah, nah, yeah. nah. Him? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nah, nah. Yeah. You know, th- there'll be a scrap of paper somewhere where we just might write some names down, just to sort of consolidate. You know, two team sheets into us into a smaller list. So you and give it a we'll, serious thought. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll we'll w- uh, work around those um, that that shorter list and um, chisel it down to three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you remember anything about that? Your first game, not Diesel, really. Harry Madden.
2: Yeah, no. Look, uh, I, I think, James Cook's an outlier. There. Yeah, look, uh, he was a bit of an enigma, wasn't he? Over from Tasmania, <laughs> of course and, he ever. That's right. <laughs> he was, uh, big, I think Carlton Draft in one or they, very they, 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 very high. End very high, footstra, and up with, with some Bulldogs. But um, um, uh, look, I'm not sure whether there was anything particular about Diesel on that day or or Justin Man on that day. Um, but the three of us. We would have um, yeah, just just gone through all the. Can
1: you move across anyone off because they were too lippy? Because this, um, this did happen. Probably, maybe it still
2: does. Yeah. Look. Did he um, give you a hard time? Look, um, I think um, I, I think. Look, the award is the fairest and best. Now, how you want to determine what's fair and what's be- I think best sort of stands out. What's fair is obviously you know we have that um, you know if you get reported and you get suspended, then obviously that's that's uh, not fair. Um, we probably don't take a lot of personal, you know, if, if there's been any sort of, um, you know, issues uh, on on the ground, you know, some harsh words said. Look, it's it, it, in the heat of the moment. Um, you don't really let that influence things because at the end of the day, you know, if if they've played well and they've played fair, there's always going to be times where you're not going to see eye to play. So it's not the best bloke award, you know. It, it is <laughs> is the, the best. Best and fairest.
1: It's worth stating, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there, there would have been very little trouble in this game. Carlton up by one by sixty points. So mm. I don't imagine. At the end of the year, Greg, Greg Williams won the nineteen ninety four mm. Brownlow with thirty. That was his second, having won in eighty six. Peter Matera got twenty eight, and Gary Hawking got twenty. So he got diesel home. Huh? Yeah, uh, but he got a lot. Of, he did get a lot of thirty is a lot of votes. I forget what Dane Swan got a few years ago, but that's. Uh, Actually, Paddy Dangerfield got into the 30s a few years well, ago. Well,
2: look, and I think in those days, too, you know, players played a position. Yeah, true. Dager
1: was a sentiment. He was
2: a sentiment. described as a sentiment. And he played in the centre, and the, he played in the middle. all four quarters. He did? So.
1: West Coast went on to defeat Geelong in the grand final. Mm-hmm. So there's a fair bit happening in that year. Did you get the second game, and then the third? I was going Where to you say,
0: you hold the ball up and you think, I've made it. When you're walking off the ground at the end of the game, do you think, I'm going to get another game?
1: You know what?
2: Um, my ambition was always to get one game, that with, and without sounding, you know, coy about
1: it, but it was always to get one. Now, everyone who's been on the show says the same. And then, no matter how many games they play. Yep. And
2: then, when I got the one, I thought, uh, you know what? That was I pretty enjoyed that. I think I want another one, <laughs> and I think it then becomes pretty infectious. So, um, look, coming off off the ground at Carlton Princess Park, um, you know, the race there is right up butted right up against the uh, spectators. Yeah. the fence there where the spectators could sort of lean out. I mean you yeah, had the security guards that were sort of you know back with their backs against the fence but uh the the the, the comments coming over weren't anything unusual that you wouldn't expect you know and the, you know supporters will you know they'll um, they'll let you know what they thought of your performance that particular day you know uh, not on on this particular day but on on other occasions whether it be games that i i was um I did a Victoria Park or or other games, perhaps at Princess Park. You know, there'll be plenty Park. of umpires that perhaps once they've gone into the race, might sneak back up the race just to give a bit of feedback back the other way.
1: So, <laughs> um... but you, you, you actually umpired, You've umpired at Princess Park, Victoria Park, um, Western Western Oval. Oval. Yep.
0: Windy you Hill? T- you were, you
1: were a, not Windy Hill. Didn't do You were, do a, year Hill? You were too, a year too late for Windy Hill and Marebbe. Did
0: you, you would have done Carrara. Did you do Carrara when it was Carrara or had it moved on uh, no, the it, Gabba? No,
2: it, it had moved on because Brisbane had just moved to the okay. Gabba. Yep. Okay,
1: yep. Yeah. Well, that, young yeah, blokes now would not believe that you've umpired a Victoria Park. Yeah, they? look, I've, I've actually sort of... 99 they moved on. I've actually
2: gone, gone through all the... I think I'm up to about 28 grounds. Oh, wow. Across really? The, uh, across the, you know, the Wacker in Perth. Really?
1: Yeah. You oh know, wow! Yeah, you in those know, early days.
2: Yeah, um, Footy Park in Adelaide. Of course, that's not that uh, long ago. Long ago now, but uh, there's a, f- a few little sneaky grounds in there.
0: Now, listen, we've got to wrap this up, but I want to yep. I want to ask you about the uh, the milestone. Is obviously um, something very special and, and something that you clearly didn't envisage in any way when you did your first game. So how does it how does it keep going? How does it how does it get to 495 games?
2: Well. Um as I said at the outset, you've got to enjoy what you're doing. Um, And I think, uh, I think for for someone my age, um, you know, being around younger people is fantastic. You know, the the energy that that they give you. um, I've got, I've still, Kept good friends with, with those guys I went to school with, but with all due respect to them, they're acting like old men. You know? So, so you, know, uh, uh, you know, and without those, those younger Hello, guys, you know, <laughs> you know uh, without those younger guys, you know, I'd have no idea of WhatsApp, of uh, Instagram, of uh, Snapchat, of any other things. But, look, um, the environment we're in is a fantastic environment. Um, I think there's something very infectious about being in elite environments that when you're there, you don't want to let that go. Um, a lot of people have told me that, look, while you're still performing, stay in it for as long as you can. So um, so certainly, you know, the environment that's been created is a, is a great environment to be part of. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I've had the want and the desire to work through at least 26 pre-seasons um, yeah. to to stay uh, just, just the, on the list.
1: It's like, do you have a family? Or
2: yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: he doesn't yeah. know any of them, but he has.
2: Look, son, Callum, who's, uh, who's uh, almost fourteen, and daughter Taryn is almost sixteen.
1: You know? Oh, they've seen they've seen you umpire. Three they they have. They
2: have. Um, just a quick, funny story. You know, uh, about ten years ago, we were we were experimenting with different color tops to get away from the white uniform. Oh, yes. And at that stage, you know, both of them were you know, four, five, and six, and uh, they were convinced that I was one of the wiggles <laughs> because of the, the red top, the yellow top, the green tops. So, um, but...
0: Wake up, Shane. Wake up.
1: <laughs> and job? Well, what about job? When you fit this in with a full-time job as well? What, yeah, what I do. Yeah,
2: work with a mining company, so uh, in uh, a bit of a corporate governance role role with them, um, in, uh, in international mob. But, um, look, so long as you're organised... Um, but I, I find that it all it all sort of look you're busy. You need to prioritise things, but I think it all sort of really complements itself really well because I get to focus on my footy. That that's my, still predominantly your weekend stuff. Yeah. you know, we we train after business hours. You know, there's there's a bit of crossover, but that's when I can just think about my footy. I don't have to think about work. And then when I'm working, I don't have to think about footy. You know, because if you have a game on the weekend that draws some attention, I'm glad to get to work on Monday. People at work know, don't, yeah. don't talk to me too much about football because I don't want to. And they respect that? And they respect that, no, which is good. fantastic. That's good. And that way I don't have to think about what what the all, all the conversations in footy world in, inside that, that bubble is. Yeah, exactly. By, are yep. going, and, and I can get away with it, and it's not doing my head in. And, and the, it's bo- clearing and the body your now. head
0: and all those things. Yeah. yeah.
2: How's the body now? Look, it's. Uh, it's as I said, it's not as fast as it used to be, but it's 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 uh, it's held up pretty well. I've been, I think I've been quite fortunate in, in as much as um, structurally wise, uh, it's it's held pretty well. You know, backs and knees and hips, ankles, all pretty good. I mean, as you get a bit older, some of the tendons start to uh, ache and ache and grow a bit. Um, but other than that, um, just a little, you know. I guess our conditioning staff now, and we're we're really fortunate with 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 the team we've got. Um, that they train you to what your capacity is. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not about me running as fast as the 25-year-olds. Um, I guess when I'm out there on a field on the weekend, I probably know where the shortcuts are a bit more than the <laughs> younger blokes who need to <laughs> perhaps run around. Experience. Yep. Yeah. So so that does count for something. Um, so I, I think um, – and look, I, I think I think being agile and being able to adapt to the different rule changes that we've had, you know. I Mentally mean, agile, you Yeah, well, yeah, and, and just being accepting that what was a – uh, an interpretation then. a couple of years ago has now shifted. So there's no point holding on to the old ways. You've got to learn wh- what the new ways are, be adaptable to them, and just deliver the performance that that our coaches and and that have you ever fought back want.
1: against these changes? So I'm not doing that.
2: Uh, no, I haven't fought back. I mean, you'll you'll challenge respectfully what the th- what the thought behind the changes are. Um, I think you know over the years. You know, I, I know there was a one just a, a, f- a few years ago with uh, Angus Monfries. So it was a Port Adelaide uh, Essendon game when he was playing with uh, Essendon uh, at uh, in in Adelaide. That um, you know we'd, we'd interpreted holding the ball or prior opportunity, which I know is a really passionate topic amongst people. Um, one of those mysterious things called prior opportunity, um, where we'd interpreted that you know three or four steps. Had been prior opportunity. Now that moment in time, footy reconsidered what prior opportunity was like, given what the skills of the players had developed. You know, three or four years ago, oh sorry, five six years ago, prior opportunity was six or you know four or five steps. Now it might be one or two mm. if if they're balanced and steady. The expectation on players with their with their ability to execute their skills has changed what prior opportunity is.
0: That makes sense. That's sensible. It's a sensible Look, uh, recalibration of what it, what they are capable of doing.
2: And that's what I think one of the views of, of the laws of Australian football is, is that it's only a very thin book, mm. but it's been able to service really well. That's
1: nice debated. Yeah. <laughs> it's been <laughs> able to service really
2: well for over 100 years of football because as, as the game and the players have become more skilled, then the rules haven't necessarily had to be rewritten. And I understand that, you know, in some instances, you know, new rules have, have come in. Mm. But the general bread and butter rules are still the same rules that we were playing with, you know, 50, 60, 70 years ago. But perhaps the interpretation such as what prior opportunity looks like now compared to what it looked like 10 years ago, compared to what it even looked like 20 years ago, has changed.
1: Will you go on when I mean, you're 48 now? Yeah, look,
2: um, I, think, uh, I think, you know, at the end of the season, good time to reflect on what goals and, and uh, that we're, you know, what we're we're looking for to, to achieve? I think uh, I think we've had a a, a pretty good uh, a pretty good run. Um, one week at a time. I don't know how many other cliches perhaps uh-huh. I can start to sort of roll out. Uh, as I say um, to anyone that, that sort of does ask, but I've probably been having this answer now for the last. For 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 quite a few years, you know, I can definitely say I'm closer to the end than I am to the start.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. You can hey, say you've made it. <laughs> thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on your career to date. It's a, it's a enormous. That's just a, enormous, and uh, we hope you get that uh, that milestone sooner rather than later.
2: Fantastic. Thanks very much for having us, fellas. Really enjoyed it. Thanks Mark. If the house is rocking,
0: You've been listening to, you can always tell them you played one game. And that's with thanks to Star Sub, locally made sports apparel and brilliantly made sports apparel with no minimum orders, a quick turnaround and a two-year warranty. If you want to find out more, and you should if you're looking after your club, contact Jeremy at starsub.com.au.